0: Welcome to our RER podcast, where we interview and talk about the latest scoop.
1: Today's topic, clickbait. I'm sure all of you know what clickbait is, and have fallen for a clickbait trap. You see a video on YouTube saying, You're never going to believe what happened to me, almost died, and you click on it because it seems interesting. But when you watch it, nothing interesting happens. You end up feeling disappointed because you wasted time watching this video. The reason for clickbait is getting your viewership up and bringing in more revenue. If a YouTube video is titled, Me Getting McDonald's and Talking About Myself, not that many people will be interested, but if it's titled, McDonald's Horror Story, Never Go Back There, even if it's not true, it will bring more money in. Clickbait is a marketing tactic. But sometimes, is it taken too far? Is it tricking people, especially naive people? Let's get the opinion from our first interviewee, Miss Piovasan. For our first interview, we will be interviewing Miss Piovasan. Thank you so much, Miss Piovasan, for coming on our podcast today. Today, we'll be talking about clickbait and if it's an unethical marketing tactic. So if you're ready, let's just get straight into the discussion. Okay, great. Our first question for you is, um, with your experience with social marketing, have you ever seen any examples of clickbait that are unethical?
2: Have I seen unethical clickbait? Um, uh, yes, constantly. Um, anytime uh, I open up a news feed, there'll be some sort of dramatic, weird um, headline, uh, something like, you know, um, drinking bleach improves your <laughs> ability to think. And so you open it up and then you'll find some sort of random thing where somebody Actually had just some sort of thing where it was part of a study and someone had bleach and it did something mildly related to Thinking Um, and meanwhile you've clicked on it because you're like what how is that possible? So I feel like I? Constantly see clickbait especially in my newsfeed
1: and uh, a lot of it comes with like vulnerable naive people who will believe these um things that if you drink this bleach it will cure COVID or something. Yes, yes. So it could also be very dangerous for people with not a lot, a lot of experience. Agreed. I think the
2: problem is that people don't um, go beyond that initial article that they read. Uh, we mm-hmm. talk a lot about reading vertically so that when you do see something and like you think, hmm, I need to read something else about this same topic. And so you search so you can read other um, perspectives or other um, uh, other sources on the same topic, uh, and that usually helps you see uh, right through um, whatever sort of sensational thing they're presenting.
1: Have you ever been affected by clickbait? Uh,
2: oh, I I get um, drawn into some of these sort of sensational pieces, um, mm-hmm. uh, titles from time to time too. Right, like it's fascinating. It's like oh. Um, you know, drinking this particular kind of juice will help you have more energy. Oh, what is this about? And so you, you click in, yes, absolutely, um, I'm drawn mm-hmm. in just like anybody else.
1: Yeah, I think the whole marketing tactic is to surprise you with these crazy titles and really draw you in just for them to make money off of you.
2: Yes, and I, I kind of liken it to a car accident. You don't really want to look, but then you have this sort of morbid curiosity <laughs> that you, t- just draws you towards it, and I think that's the same with clickbait.
1: Um, What do you think some consequences come with clickbait?
2: Uh, The consequences that come with clickbait, uh, I think um, uh, people have gotten a bit lazy about finding out information so that they'll just um, uh, get sucked into whatever piece that is and it's just easy to find and you just don't think beyond that Uh, or maybe it's made us um, uh, where I have to constantly be thrilled by something, I can't simply mm-hmm. just uh, uh, see a, an article about you know something some sort of random important yet boring kind of thing and so I don't want to read that I want the sensational I want the, the easy fix um, so maybe it's doing some damage to our attention span and our ability to deal with something that's maybe not as sensational but important.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people see one article and just think it's the truth. Yes. And are getting tricked by these sites. Yeah. Do you think that there are more ethical marketing tactics that content creators can use instead of clickbait? Uh,
2: I like to think that there are, that they're out there, um, and um, uh, if only there were a way that marketers could see the profits that they want to see from those. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe the problem is that they just have to be forced into um, staying away from clickbait, uh, and then they will have to resort to using um, uh, less sensational and more thought thoughtful um, uh, ways to draw people into uh, their site or their particular product or whatever it is, however they're trying to draw us in, by something more thoughtful.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that like a lot of content creators will do anything they can for money even if it's unethical or unsafe especially if their viewership is young and naive.
2: Yes, sadly uh, they need eyes on pages and um, that is how they make money and they need to make money so they're going to, many people, not everybody, but a lot will use those sorts of tricks.
1: Do you think that there's any pros to clickbait?
2: Uh, Pros to clickbait, well um, it, to a certain extent, uh, it is a way to be able to draw people into a site they or a source they wouldn't normally um, click on. Um, uh, I think, you think about social media and how we can sort of play things and get, you know, I mean, it, it, we'll use sort of fun and interesting messaging to try to get people to, uh, you know, visit the library website or to... Um, uh, search information out, uh, so I, I guess there's, you know, we, we, to a certain extent we've all sort of tried to use things like, tactics like that to draw people in, um, to our, um, to, to whatever it is we're trying to promote or sell, Mm -hmm. so there, I mean, there there are positives in that sense of bringing people into maybe something they wouldn't normally look at and then be able to actually draw and learn from there. it's when you're not using truths, that's the tricky yeah. part, right? Because when people exaggerate in an in a, inappropriate way. Uh, using hyperbole to draw people in, using lies to draw people in, that's the tricky part, that's the, that's the um, offside part of using clickbait that way.
1: Yeah, if something has a super boring title, no one's going to clickbait.
2: Yeah, that. no. Generally, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, we're, we like the sensational, we humans.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us today. I'm happy to do it. Now I'll be interviewing Miss Nielsen from the Communications Department. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, our first question for you today is, do you think clickbait is unethical? Why or why not?
0: I don't know that I would say it's unethical. Um, it's something to be cautious of for sure. Uh, clickbait is not new. If you look at the history of kind of headlines and yellow journalism, it's been a kind of tactic to grab people with a sensational headliner hook since the dawn of journalism. But I think it's um, a power or an influence that requires some care as an organization if you're going to choose
1: to use it as one of your marketing tactics. Um, have you ever seen? A- clickbait that is unethical though? I would say that for a lot of organizations clickbait is used
0: appropriately some a few things come to mind I would say some of the entertainment websites will be uh, a user of clickbait you'll see something like you know a star let's use a Kardashian because they're so common so you know um, Kim Kardashian has shocking news to share. You won't believe what she has to say. So that would cause people to click on it, but it might actually not be an article about her at all. So it would hook them, hook you in. So that could be perceived as unethical. I think if the content of what's being clicked on doesn't align with the headline that you're clicking on, that's where it can be unethical because you're using something to draw somebody in but not really keeping on topic. Do
1: you think clickbait is more vulnerable to youth and naive?
0: I do for that reason, because I think that there's a sensationalist approach and I don't think that it's that youth don't understand it, but they might be more naive to it and not understand that oh this could be something that isn't appropriate and sometimes it can be not age appropriate. So for younger kids they may click on something that ends up taking them to a site that's inappropriate, it might have I mean the industry will use that a lot, clickbait, and so that would be very unethical for children who are not of age to be viewing content that wasn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a temptation too for the elderly on the other side to be uh, hooked into content that might take them to a site that could have a virus or obtain information about them and their identity, which could be at risk for their own financial and identity security. So there's, there's definitely unethical ways For some of that clickbait to come through, but generally, if an organization is a legitimate organization, clickbait could be used ethically. Do you think that there are any pros to clickbait? Well, from a marketing side, for sure, because uh, a click will get a like or uh, through to your website. So there could be some as a with my marketing hat on, it could be uh, a very good strategy. It could also have a pitfall of if you're very competitive with other people, there's been cases where a competitor will keep clicking on your ad to fraudulently charge your account more and more and more, but it's actually not turning into a lead or a sale on the other side. So there's some caveats there. We don't use clickbait at Collingwood because it's not it's not uh, an avenue that we would be trying to. Uh, get on the radar of potential families who might show an interest in applying for their children to come to school. So it's not something that I use day to day, but I've definitely seen
1: it in the past
0: in previous marketing roles.
1: And do you think that there are more ethical marketing tactics that content creators can use instead of clickbait? yes i
0: think that there's a lot well ethical it's you know debatable i think that there's pros and cons to everything what i would prefer as a marketing strategy to use is sponsored ad content because then it's identified as an ad right up front but if you're interested you know you're going to click through and get more information about an organization or product so i think that that would be maybe potentially more ethical avenue to pursue and we do use sponsored content
1: <laughs> at collingwood thank you so much for coming on you're welcome our next interview is with Durbin and Hudson. They are calling the students who will be sharing their insight on clickbait and how it affects their lives as students spend a lot of time on technology. Thank you Durbin and Hudson for coming on our podcast. So, as students who live in a society where we're always on technology, how have you been directly affected by clickbait?
3: Well, not very directly affected. But say when I'm on YouTube, I look at videos and they have really cool titles and when I click on the video, it's just not what, it's, it's not what it looked like. That really affects how I feel, because that video looked really good. I would have to agree with Durbin, as I hate being tricked into watching a video I don't actually want to watch. It's like being catfished, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm, yeah. It, it's giving the YouTuber. I
1: completely agree. How do you think that it affects, like, youths, especially in a school environment? like? you think it's clicking on something, but really it's something else?
3: Because when you're doing projects for school, and it says one thing in the, like, website, um... Bio or title. Yeah, and then you start reading, and it's really giving you terrible information. Something that it's just a complete waste of time. Yeah, it really wastes valuable time.
1: So, what do you think the pros and cons of clickbait are?
3: There's definitely pros for the person using mm-hmm. the clickbait, such as popularity and views. and They generate more ad revenue. But the cons is for the enjoyer, they're not getting the information they wanted. Yeah, and maybe also future viewers will be more hesitant to click on their videos because they know just clickbaiting. That's true.
1: true. Do you think maybe that clickbait is an unethical marketing tactic because the person who's using the clickbait is really doing anything they can to get money and tricking, naive, I don't
3: think it's so unethical as that it's kind of a smart strategy yeah I agree also it's been used so many times that if people see a clickbait video they'll probably just skip it and not watch it yeah it's just annoying but it's definitely smart by the person who's doing it
1: do you think that there are better marketing tactics that creators can use instead of clickbait
3: yeah just post what the video would have been without the clickbait or make the video actually interesting yeah. rather than having to lie in the title.
1: Hey, mm. okay, thank you. <laughs> our last interviewee is Jake Lang. He's a student at Collingwood School and will be sharing his insight on clickbait and how it affects his, him as a student who spends a lot of time with technology. Thank you Jake for coming on our podcast today. So Jake, as a student in a society where we are always on technology, how have you been directly affected by clickbait?
3: That's a good question. Um, i say mostly with like YouTube, mm-hmm. like a misleading title, a photo or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've all been in a position where you click on something and you're expecting something else. Exactly. Does clickbait mislead you when you're researching for schoolwork? Um,
3: not really because when I research like when I research uh, something for my product because I have my product project Uh, normally I don't get
1: coal marketing tactics that content creators can use instead of cooking?
3: Uh they can probably just like improve their
1: is more vulnerable to you, then what effects does it have on kids?
3: Um, I mean, for me, uh, I guess for everybody, like, they can kind of tell if the title is too good to be true,
1: <laughs>
3: or, you know, kids don't really know that yet, but they'll learn pretty soon, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that the naive, being naive is, comes into play when he's like crazy. I just died watching now. now. Yeah, it'd be pretty naive to believe that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, well, thank you for coming on the broadcast. No problem. Today, we talked about quickly and if it's unethical. We've got many different perspectives and opinions. We have heard that quickly is a smart tactic, a deceptive tactic, and a money grab tactic. We can ultimately come to the consensus that is unethical, that there are many ways for content creators to entertain their viewers without tricking their viewers. Thank you for listening and we hope you tune in
0: again next week.